In today's episode, there's not going to be that classic intro that I always do. I mean, we're just going to get straight into it. Um, the aftermath of the Pacers game. Um, let's get started. So, I mean, the Pistons win. We can just throw that out the way. I mean, taking care of business. They were up 30 with in the third quarter. I mean, they looked great. Um, Stephen Clay, probably Clay's best game uh, since returning at 21 points. But um, Jonathan Kaminga is a star in the making. Um, I guess that's the key point, just to get that out of the way. I mean, anything about the Pistons game, just one or two points? Oh, one or two points. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, sound so di- I sound so diplomatic right now. It's more I'm irritated right now. <laughs> I think Jonathan Kaminga is going to be a top three player from that from the this current draft class. Just my opinion on the subject. Um, I thought Clay started, he looked like he was starting to get into a little bit of rhythm. Um, obviously I was proven wrong when he shot 0 for 7 from 3 against Indiana tonight, but he gave me some hope that he's starting to get into a rhythm. Um, I think the moral of the story from both of these two games is that Juan Escano Anderson gets way too many minutes. I agree with this. I don't understand. I don't understand Steve, why. Steve Kerr decides to put give more minutes than gives more minutes to Juan Escano Anderson over Gary Payton the second, while Gary Payton the second makes a bigger impact on the floor. I perfectly understand that you put JTA in for the energy wise, all of that. But when he turns the ball over nonstop, um, isn't the best shooter. Um, seems like he's just a liability out there. I don't understand it. Um, Gary Payton should get more minutes, and I think Jonathan Kaminga should get more minutes, and I think both of them should probably get all of Damian Lee and JTA's minutes, including Belly as well, because Belly, he's, like I said in the previous episode, he's a liability on defense, and he he's just like JTA and Damian Lee. They're like, they're like the turnover triplets. They turn the <laughs> ball over nonstop. It's like it's like the it's not just the three musketeers. It's not just them, but it's just the boneheaded turnovers where a weak bounce pass, etc. It's just the turnovers, and it seems like it it never ends with this team and turning the ball over. It's nonstop. It's the same thing all over again. It was twenty plus turnovers again, but um. I just want to reemphasize, we, the Warriors, lost to a Pacers team without Sabonis, Lavert, Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon. This is easily the, like, the worst loss of the season. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, the Warriors just sucked. They sucked. Um, Steve Kerr got outcoached. Um, I mean, it's time, really time to start a dialogue about Steve Kerr. I mean, um, his offense has become a little too predictable, my guy. I mean, um, do you agree with that take? I mean, is, I mean, 
I guess the defenses now are just more adjusted to his offense where the split action where they throw it down to the low post and the curl action for Steph or Clay, they're already switched on that already. So do you agree that, or do you have that same, I same idea of how Steve Kerr's offense has just become caught up at this point? I want to hear your opinion. Well, yeah, though they've been winning titles since 2015 and it's been the same offense since 2015, the league will catch up to you eventually. And they have caught up to him. I think Steve Kerr is a little bit too stubborn to change the offense. Like he was stubborn last year to change the offense for players who weren't understanding or understanding the offense. For example, having low IQ basketball players play in that offense, which doesn't fit low IQ basketball players like Kelly Oubre and Ken Bazemore. And by the way, shout out to Ken Bazemore for getting the bag for the Lakers and sitting on the bench for the entire <laughs> year. So, um, he actually, by the way, turned down more, turned down money from the Warriors, and the Warriors gave him more money. So I mean, uh, but I think there needs to be changes. I think there needs to be changes within the offense, and I think there needs to be changes with in regards to Steph's minutes. The pa- minutes pattern for Steph, I do not particularly like. I liked where he played the all the first quarter. And came back in the bot- bottom half of the second, played all the third, and then came back and to close the game. That's how it should be. That's just my personal opinion. Um, like, yeah, the Steph Minich is just throwing off the rhythm. Exactly. And I understand with the old rotation that Steph doesn't come in with until like six minutes left in the fourth. But like, you need to have Steph in that first and third because that's where he kills teams. That's where you always build a lead in that first quarter because. You know, you can have five a point lead and then all of a sudden with the Steph Curry flurry, that goes to 13. This isn't like a circle jerk or anything with Steph, but like um, that's what has been in the past. I don't know if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Don't try to fix Steph's rotation. We saw this back when KD was here. Uh, they tried to tinker around with Steph's rotation and did not work. Steph was out of rhythm, out of sorts, and it just did not work. So just got to stick. With what they know, don't even try to fix that. I mean, I don't, I don't understand, man. Um, um, and all of a sudden, overall, yeah, overall, it was just a terribly coached game by Stu Kerr. It was seriously reminded me of a game from last year, but there were so many games like this last year that I think this game stands out this year because the Warriors got off to such a hot start and they haven't been. There haven't been certain stretches where they've been terrible, but in their last nine games, they're three and six. And I think, so I think personally, currently where they sit at 32 and 13, if I'm not mistaken, in second place in the Western Conference, a little bit of an overreaction. A little bit of an overreaction. I may be, uh, that may be a hot take, but I think. The Warriors need to figure out the offense. When that gets figured out, when they incorporate Clay, get him into a rhythm, everything starts to flow better. They will be back to the winning ways. Um, I'm normally, like the current president of the United States, am a optimistic person. So I think the Warriors will be perfectly fine. 
That's just my. That's I, I, I think that they'll be fine too when Draymond gets back. But like, exactly, exactly. Everyone's forgetting that Draymond's not playing basketball right now. But still, don't, but still, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. When you're playing a team without their four best players, you should probably win by 20 points, even if you don't have Draymond. And that did not happen because we have guys like. Chris Duarte and Justin Holiday. Shout out to the 2015 NBA champ. Justin yes, sir. Um, and Kiefer Sykes making that. Kiefer Sykes, uh, man, that guy. Okay, I want to talk about. I want, him, I want to talk about this team. play. I want to talk about that play where they gave up an open three to Kiefer Sykes. I mean, JTA and Jordan Poole blew that coverage. I don't understand why. J, like I said, JTA defensive liability on the court. I get the energy, like you said, brother. But man, like you can't Jordan let that Poole happen. Too. You can't let that happen. So uh, it's just more annoyance at this point. Um, it shows, and it shows you how fortunate the Warriors are to have Andre Iguodala at a plus 16, the best plus best uh, plus 16 tonight. He's the best 37-year-old in the league. And I would like to point out that fourth quarter possession where he put the clamps on, uh, what's his name? On a fadeaway, I think it was I think it was Holiday or Duarte must have been. Or Craig, um, maybe, or is or that? Tory are you Craig. talking about? It was in the end of the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, it was Tory Craig. Yeah, but well, I mean, a good thing about it, if you look at the stat sheet, Steph had thirty nine points, twelve for 12, 27, 6 for sixteen. He may be starting to get out of this slump. This was his best game in a while, and we can't celebrate that. I saw that on Twitter. Like, I mean, he had twenty one. He had how many points did he have in the first? He had eighteen in the first half. I mean, and then he I ended with what thirty nine. I, yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. Um, but I'd like to point out who the best player in the fourth tonight was, and that was Kevon Looney. Shout out to Loon Dog, man. Five for six from the field, solid. Thirteen points, fifteen boards. This guy's turned into a rebounding machine. I gave him <laughs> so much smack in the offseason for. Being a not the greatest big in the world, his hips don't work, etc. This man can, is a rebounding machine. Um, and there was plenty of plays where he had a nice screen and roll, didn't get the ball back, then got the offensive board, kicked it out, and an open jump shot. And that's that's what I like to see from Looney. Um, I think Andrew Wiggins is he hasn't been living up to the his all star campaign potential feels like i feel like he's been struggling as of late i think he's trying i think he's just been in an adjustment period like everyone is on this team um that is true but, but i gotta give props to looney i gotta give him his flowers oh, that was great he has been great as of late and can't expect yeah like you just gotta climb Stand up and give a standing ovation for the guy. Um, so, well, speaking of struggling, Jordan Poole's just not playing well at all. Yeah, for, I, I, for I, he seemed very. I don't hesitant, get it. I don't get it. Hesitant with shooting the ball. I think he only had like he only shot the ball seven times, but there was at some points in the first half where he only shot the ball. I don't even think he even shot the ball once in the first half. Um, over five from three. He's not being used um, many, like an effective way because they keep running split shooting. actions. They keep running split actions for pool when in reality, the best usage of pool is pick and roll. I don't exactly. understand why 
Steve Kerr is just so fixated on the split cuts, the split action where you have to play to your player's strengths. Like with how last year they tried doing the, the stupid motion offense uh, with, with James Wiseman. And obviously that didn't work. So I don't understand why Steve Kerr is just trying to fit like a square yep. square into like a, a circle peg, if that makes any sense. So, Oh Lord, Jesus Christ, Warriors Twitter already the breaking the trade machine out. My God. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay, we need to calm down with that. I think GP2, 17 minutes is not enough. He needs to be it has to be that, 20, 25, he, 30. He needs to be in the Andre Godal range. Give me 25 to 30 minutes. There is surprisingly JTA had less minutes than GP2 tonight, but it doesn't, it did not seem <laughs> really? like that at all. It did not seem like that he at was, all. He only had 15 minutes for JTA plus one. Uh, he was in the plus category, so Damian Lee JTA played like he was in the minus category. Let's be honest I mean, here. JTA fifteen minutes, but all those minutes came in crunch time for some reason. Um, but and then you look at the turnovers. He had two turnovers. He had four turnovers. Looney led the team with five turnovers. I mean, so. I mean, to be fair with Looney, he gets stuck in the paint because like with no one to kick it out to like he gets the offensive rebound and then he gets like surrounded by like two, three guys. And then there's nowhere to kick it out. So, I mean, it's not always about the analytics or the numbers. It's yeah. just the eye test. Overall, and the eye I test just, is telling me yeah. it's just sucked. Overall, it, I think it was just inexcusable to lose to a 16 and 29 team who was a five and four and 17 record on the road without their four best players and their four best players are all-star caliber players and Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, Miles Turner, and DeMontis Sabonis. And you lose to the Pacers who were starting Justin Holiday, Tory Craig, Goga Bidatse, Chris Duarte, and... Uh, Kiefer Sykes, who I'd rather have than Damian Lee because Damian Lee gets paid to shoot the basketball and the ball doesn't go in that. And like I said before, okay, he gets paid to shoot the basketball and he needs to make it. And it's another reason why GP, I understand GP2 isn't the best shooter in the world, but he makes an impact when he's on the floor, defensively and offensively. That's why GP2 needs to get both JTA and Damian Lee's minutes. JTA decided to shoot a wide-open three. Do you know that play? I think it was in overtime where they got a fast break. Uh, Torrey Craig was down on the other end. JTA decided to shoot the ball when he has a Steph relocate three. It's just basketball IQ. And then the whole pool air ball. Uh, JT yep. has got the rebound free throw line and yep. passes it to pool instead of Steph on the right side. Yep. I, I don't, it seems like I'm just slandering JTA. It's like, I'm hating on JTA, but like there's better options on the bench and, um, better ways to utilize the talent. You got Jonathan Kaminga who didn't even play at all in the second half. Did he play at all in the second half? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. JT, 15 uh, minutes. I mean, yeah. Jonathan Kaminga. He's great. He's playing playing 
great up i mean especially rookie stand he's been playing great with with his athleticism i'd rather have him in the game than jta or damon lee damon lee hitting that three just like i was like when was the last time he hit a three like it seemed like forever since he hit a three so it's just we're just voicing our we're voicing our frustrations right now our disappointment irritation on this year so i mean um, I mean, I, what do you guys I, think? I haven't, I haven't felt irritated at all during this year. There have been some games where better reminded me of last year, but going through back la- PTSD. Yeah, this game right here reminded me of the Memphis playing game all over again, and I hated watching that game. Fourth quarter. It's just like in Memphis game. Draymond blows a layup to win the game. JTA blows a layup to win the game. In overtime, the Warriors take the lead in the first part of overtime, and then the both the Pagers and the Grizzlies came back to win the game in overtime. It's the same shit. I want to talk about the JTA layup. Why in the first place is Iggy throwing that to JTA when you have Steph in the backcourt one-on-one with five seconds left? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. Man. And I know Iggy's a bet. I understand that. But like in situations like that, you got to know your personnel. Yeah, yeah. But it is I mean, what it is. Steph's playing tomorrow night. I think they beat the Rockets. With the, how they're currently playing, they're not beating the Jazz. Then they put the Mavs, then they put the Timberwolves, then they put the Nets. Um, this could be a, a like a disappointing stretch if they're not going to oh, pick it up. Jesus. Not what see, I needed right now. But see, I'm just, I don't know. If you expect disappointment, then you'll never be disappointed. Shout out to MJ, No Way Home. <laughs> I know you're <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I mean, with how the Warriors played last year and how that year went, I'm not irritated at all because it just feels – this is just a breath of fresh air of 32 and 13. This game did bring back some PTSD, but 32 and 13 is not something to complain about, man. It's, it's not. It definitely is not. It's just they will get better. without Draymond, without Draymond on this team, like the mistakes, like just the flaws everyone, are everyone, glaring. Everyone needs to take it into consideration. Everyone needs to take the thoughts of Steph. Clay and Draymond have not played with each other yet. And Clay's been back for 11 days now. They still haven't played with each other yet. And then you add Andrew Riggins when he's fully accustomed to playing with Clay. Then you add Moses Maloon, the rebounding merchant, Kevon Looney. And then <laughs> you have Jordan Poole, who's also has to get accustomed to playing with Clay, and he starts playing better. And then you have GP two, and then if you really want to include JTA and Damian Lee when they're actually playing well, sure. Um, and then James Wiseman—that's it's not my fits or Laker propaganda, but when James Wiseman comes back and he starts to help out, if he does, Warriors are going to be fine. Everyone just needs to relax. Good to relax. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I mean, realistically, the Warriors are eleven point favorites tomorrow. Do they, they were cover... eleven point favorites today? <laughs> yeah, well, they didn't cover the spread. Um, 
I say the I say the Rockets. No, I say the Warriors cover if Steph plays. I don't think the Rockets are Rockets are fourteen and thirty two. Well, they're only like three games worse than the Pacers. Who the hell's? They got Jalen Green, Christian Wood, Eric Eric Gordon still plays for them. I think the Warriors win. Uh, I don't. They should. I don't think they They should. As I think they beat the Mavericks. I think they beat the Timberwolves. And even without KD, I don't think they beat the Nets. That's yeah. not being me being optimistic. If you saw what happened yesterday, Kyrie had like 20 points in the first half. Um, and for some reason. Did they lose? I think they lost that game. I don't know, but I just think. It, it could go either way, but I think if Kyrie and James Harden are playing to their potential. So hard to beat with just the two of them. Yeah. I agree with you. But like I said last year, I won a Nets Warriors finals and it's currently, it's currently, it can happen still. So everyone's just got to wait till June when it does happen. But the Warriors have a lot, a lot of things to fix before then. So it's got to keep moving. What episode number was that? That was, that was the special episode number 70 right there, folks. Episode number 70. Want to say thank you, everyone, for sticking with us. We'll keep churning out the content. We appreciate all you. All right, that'll do it for episode number 70. If you have any words, kind sir. Yeah, just uh, episode 70. I mean, we've come a long way. Um, We appreciate the support. If you've been listening, um, really appreciate it. And um, we're just going to keep moving forward. That'll conclude episode number 70. 70 is the word 70 has now been used like 10 times in the last minute uh <laughs> make sure you follow us on instagram at catching dubs pod and then twitter at dubs pod um let's all hope that the warriors can turn this around asap catching the next one peace out